0: All right, we're going to let the young people go to uh, the children's church this time. It's good to see them. See if I can get this together. One of the great things about pastoring this church is I get to do different things. And so today we're going to do something different. And and one of the great things about being here 17 years is it's nobody's problem but mine. I I either caused it or I allowed it to happen. So you know I can't blame it on well it's the old pastor's fault. You know if they had done something different. So today I I I, I think one of the greatest comments that I was ever uh, paid was when you preach it's like you're talking to an individual it's not like you just talk to a group Um, and I hope that comes across well so that each individual can grasp what we what I'm saying and so what I wanted to do was to bring each individual up here and sit in this chair and I'm going to sit in this chair And we're going to have a conversation. I'm going to talk to you. I thought, well, I'll bring my wife up. And then I thought, no, I live with her. <laughs> I said, well, I'll let Nancy come up to represent. And then I said, no, I have to work with her. And, and so I thought, you know, these are adults. They can grasp and understand that that chair is you. You could put your name, Jerry, or Janice, or Joy, or Joanne or Ramona or Bill or Dorothy or Bob or Glinda, or Dottie and Linda and John and, and, and uh, uh, Raylene and Kathy, D.L., Frank, Wes, Teresa, Bud, Peggy, Dennis, Lil. You can put you there. You want? got the picture? I could go down the line. So that's what we're going to do today. Never done it before. But if you remember, those that's been here for a long time, the seven last words of a dying church is, we ain't never done it that way before. So we, ain't, so we may not have done it, but we're going to give it a try and see what happens. I don't know if we'll ever do it again, but we're going to do it. All right. If you will, open your Bibles to a very short book, the book of 3 John. Chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, if you're using the Pew Bible, You'll find that on page 211. John, not John the Baptist, but John the Apostle wrote Revelations. He wrote the Gospel of John, and he wrote 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. And these books go together. 2nd John is more of a negative book, It's, but all three of them basically talk and have to deal with truth. They deal with love, and they, d- they deal with, getting along with mankind or problems. Primarily, their theme in all three of the 1st, 2nd, 3rd John is truth. And folks, that's what we need today is truth. Because the Bible is a book that doesn't just need to be read, but it's a book that needs to to have a voice. And you and I are that voice. And so First John's a little, or Second John's a little more negative than Third John. Third John's a little positive, and he begins talking about in Third John he'll talk about a man by the name of Gaius, and 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 they had a very very close relationship. You can see that from just from a verse or two the writing that John and this man had. He was he was very uh, he was a spiritual leader in this church. He he uh, uh, had some great things going for him. And then there was also a man in the church called. Uh, uh, I believe it's called Diophyses. and he wanted preeminence he wanted a position he wanted a place and because of that he had nothing to do with truth love or hospitality he wanted he didn't want anybody to tell him what to do second John had to deal with avoid false teachers third John said hey we need to be a service to one another we need to be hospitable, hospital but all of them have to do with truth in fact all 66 books deal with truth. So if you will stand with me and we'll read the first two verses of 1 John chapter 3. Uh, The elder or if you will the bishop uh, unto the well-beloved Gainus whom I love in truth. So you can see how special this man is to him. He loves him because this man has stood by the truth of the word of God. It's not always easy. Hasn't always been easy to stay by the truth but this man does it's not always easy for you and I to stand by the truth verse 2 beloved I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prosper now what he's saying is simply this Gainus had some health problems physical health problems but his spiritual side was strong and he was on fire for God still so he's saying listen I, I hope Your physical health improves as strong and as good as your spiritual health. You want to know how to pray for folks? Pray for their physical health, but pray for their spiritual health as well. Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord Jesus, for this church, these people, this nation that we live in. And Lord, I thank you for an opportunity to proclaim your truth and to, Lord, share it with one another. Lord, I just ask you to be with each person here today. Let them have spirit-filled ears. Let them listen, Lord, with open heart, open mind to what I feel that you've placed on my heart to give them. In Jesus' name, we praise you and thank you. Amen. You may be seated. We're going to try this and see. I'm not always good at sitting, so why don't you come and sit with me a minute and We'll discuss what's going on. You see, <coughs> as a pastor of Gawman Community Bible Church, the responsibility and, and and the privilege that I have is of guiding our church and certainly the health of the deacons because there's counsel in the safety, uh, a multitude. And so we take, and the deacons take advice. But everything, I'm going to answer to God. We, you know that anybody that's been saved very long understands that's the pastor's responsibility. Uh, no matter whose mistake, no matter what happens, what's taught, what's sung, what's all. I have element answer to God for that. That's the pastor's responsibility, and I accept it gladly and willingly. But I get the responsibility and privilege of helping to establish the direction that our church is going to go in 2015 and the, and the future in the giving God the glory. Uh, certainly we plan on doing that through John and Romans. We plan on doing that through the mission circle, through the missions team, through the Sunday school team, through the uh, Friday Crafty Pack Rats. Uh, you know, th- any ministry that we have there, we have that opportunity to do that. And uh, I'm excited about what God's going to do for us, and it has done already, but is doing in 2015. And as we travel this course together, it involves influencing the lives of people that come in our church. Anybody that thinks that you don't influence somebody else is crazy. You lack spiritual discernment. You don't understand your responsibility as a Christian. Because we, you, get to influence people. That's what we're supposed to do. And as we look at 2015 together and with expectation, there are five things that I hope for each of you. You see, one of the most important, most often, I don't know where it's most important, but certainly the most often asked question that I've been asked is this. What's your vision for the church? Missionaries ask, other pastors ask, other people, what's your vision? You know, and, and in essence, what they're saying, what do you want the church to do? Well, we are the church. So in essence, it's what I want you to do. And some are really saying, what, what's, your, what's your goals for your life? What's your goals for the life of the individual people in 2015? And that's what I want to talk to you about this morning. Not the life of the building. The building's not a breathing. It's an inanimate object. It's not, but you are a breathing, important person. If, if, this, if this was to be blown away in a storm or, or something horrible, other catastrophe would happen, we'd still have church. Because we are the church, and we're going to praise God. So here's five things that I hope for each one of you. Please picture yourself sitting here with me. I'd like to take you all to the house, sit down over a cup of coffee and some crumpets. (laughs) I like crumpets. But uh, that's an impossibility. Number one, I hope for healing for your hurts. both physical and spiritual, because when you hurt, we hurt. And I know many of you have hurt in 2014 and the years before. I understand those kind of physical hurts because I, too, have had some physical hurts and I've had some spiritual hurts. And uh, we need to understand that there's pain involved in that. So I hope for healing in 2015 for you, for both your hurts, physically and spiritually. You see, hurts are caused by many reasons, and some of them are bad decisions. And the fact is, we all done dumb things. And God's people said, amen. We do silly or dumb things, haven't we? We made some bad decisions, and those that followed us through life. Unfortunately, unfortunately, they've been passed down by generations. <laughs> you know, I was born in a family of bad decisions. You know, so sometimes we just got to face up to that. Problems that we have them, and we're going to have them if we're breathing, living. We got problems. Some of our physical, spiritual hurts are been caused by other people. People we care about, people that we love, people, friends, or whatever we've had relationships with that that we wish we, you know, that it would have happened different, but it's happened, hadn't it? Difficulties in those lives. Some have been hurt by the loss of a loved one. And uh, I haven't always experienced what you've experienced, but I can assure you that I do have sympathy and empathy with you at times for those difficult things for the loss of a loved one some from bad decisions some hurts from others and some hurts for love of others and some physical and spiritual hurts come because of health problems don't they because if we're physically weak our spiritual side gets kind of weak at times or at least mine does or has and and I thought, this gayness, I thought, what a wonderful Christian man he was. John was saying, hey, my beloved friend, my, somebody I care about, you're strong spiritually, you stood right in there. And I have watched over the years many of you being strong in spite of physical hurts and ailments and difficulties in your life. And stay faithful to the ministry and the church and the God who called you. Fact is, God is the great physician, the great healer and our hurts and, uh, of our hurts and our forgiver of our failures. He is. There's no evidence but. This is the truth. We do John and Romans because it's true. We do tracts because it's true. God's word is true. It's always true. So thanks for sitting here next to me because my number one out of five for you is that you will get help, uh, healing, release, and peace over your hurts, both physical and spiritual, in 2015. The second thing I wish for you is that ownership of your life and your future. You see, I said earlier that any problem in this church is mine. I've been here that long. It's my problem. I've either allowed it or I've caused it. It, it's my problem. I understand that. That's, that's, that's fine. We will, we hopefully, we haven't always do, dealt with every problem probably as good as we should have or could have, but those are difficult times that it happens. But the ownership of your life, you need to grasp that. You see, you are responsible to God Almighty, to Jesus Christ. I used to think I was responsible for making sure you were right and I'm not. I used to think I could fix every problem, every difficulty you had. I can't. I'm learning. I'm still learning. I can't. I can help you, but I can't fix it. I can't fix them all, and I can't, I, I, I can't be responsible to God for you. I'm responsible for God for what happens in this church, but you're responsible to God for you. You need to take responsibility, ownership for your life and for your future. You see, the truth is, your life will be decided by two things. You see, here's what the problem is. The problem is that many of you, and I'm, I'm just honest with you, you're sitting here, right, is you're letting your kids dictate what you do. You're trying to control your kid's life, and it's time, mom, dad, grandparents, you let it go. It's time that we say, hey, you have a responsibility and ownership for your life and for your future. Not say I don't love you, continue to love them. And certainly there's times they need help financially and physically, but the fact is they need to take ownership for their life. And they're going to answer to God when it's all said and done for what they've done or what they failed to do. And you and I are going to answer to God for what we've done or failed to do. But your life, my life, basically. You know me, I'm simple, I'm just a country boy, i got to keep it down. There's two problems. The decisions you make, that's what affects your life. That's what decides whether you take ownership of it and of your future is the decisions you make. Not the decisions she makes or he makes or they make, but the decisions you make. Yes, I'm going to follow God, or no, I'm not going to follow God. And that's the second, your response to God's promptings. That affects your life. That decides those two things, your decisions and how you respond to God's prompting. If God speaks to you, maybe you're like me, that God has spoken to me. I, I told an individual just this week, thank your son for praying for me because he asked this question. Is that pastor at Galmage still the pastor that was there when I was there? Uh, years ago and they said yeah he is he said well i I, he's been on my heart a lot and so i just been praying for him and i said thank your son for his prayers but thank him also for being obedient to god you know that's that's important if we're obedient to god because that's the most important thing you and i can do is to give god the glory (laughs) you see take any life that you'd like to take in in the bible joseph uh, he didn't make the decision to be a slave. He didn't make a decision to be thrown in a pit. He didn't make the decision to be hated by his brothers. But he made a decision to respond to God's promptings. How about Moses? Everybody complained about Moses' leadership, mostly anyway, not everybody. But he got in trouble when he didn't obey God's God And when he struck the rock instead of tapped the rock. How about Joshua? Joshua says, in Joshua, you'll find success and courage. And God said, I'll never leave thee forsake thee, I'll be with thee. King David, he got in problem by some of the decisions he made. But when he obeyed God, wasn't he good? And then there's Paul. And look at Paul. He tried to do everything. (laughs) You know Paul. He's the guy that... uh, that was crucified in the church and doing all those things. following thought he was doing the right thing for a good reason. And it's never good to do a wrong thing for a right reason, but he thought he was. And then Paul said on the road to Damascus, Lord, what shall I do? Wow, what a question to ask. And to be asked, maybe God's asking you, what will you do for me in 2015? You see, there's a verse that will help you guide it that, that I like, and I know it's one of Frank's favorites. Thanks, Frank, for it. Trust in the Lord with all thy thine is your heart. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. We try to logic everything in the world. History Channel does a good job at it. Hollywood does a good job at it. We try to make it logic too, but you see, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding and in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. You can put your name right there. He'll direct Brick's path, Frank's path. He'll direct whomever's path. Either truth or lie. But he only directs it as we Give him and trust him completely with our whole heart. When we rely on, cling to him, and we lean not to our own logic. Well, I know what the Bible says. I know I'm supposed to trust him this far, but I know, you know, I I mean, after all, it's Christmas time. After all, there's a financial problem. After all, there's, God says, trust in the Lord with our own heart. In the New Testament, he says something like this. When asked, what's the greatest commandment? He said this. He said, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, all thy mind, and all thy soul. And he said, the second is as important or as great as the first. He said, love your neighbor as yourself. Whoa. He could have left that one out. But that's what he asked us to do, doesn't he? Getting warm in your hot seat. Those are two things, I hope for healing from your hurts, physical and spiritual. I hope you take ownership of your life and your future. It's your choice. Not to stop loving kids, but there comes a point when your kids, let me say it like this. Your kids have their own thermostat, or at least they're supposed to have, and we're supposed to separate geographically and governmentally and uh, in our own homes. Still love them, still offer suggestions. We can't help but do that. But we should be in a more advisory role now and not an ownership role. You can't take responsibility for the failures yours or my kids have done. Our children, our, we only got one. She don't go to church. Breaks our heart. Because I know how important church is. I realize that you stay out of church long enough And you're going to keep drifting further away from God. I know that's what happens. You know how I know? Because I've been there too. And it happens. But I can't make her. I can't make her husband. But I can encourage. But I can stop taking ownership. It's not mine. It's hers. i got enough responsibility for myself. Number three. I hope that you decide to claim the promises of God for your life. I've read there's over 30,000 promises in this book. Just get one. Just claim one. Get it, claim it, cling to it, hang on to it, make it part of your life. Say, man, this is a promise, and I'm keeping it. I'm going to take it. Not just the promise of salvation and going to heaven. We we willingly, seemingly do that. But the promise of, hey, the, I'll take care of you. The promise is I'll provide you. Philippians are, are several of them. I'll supply all your needs. I can do all things through Christ with strength in me. There's the promises that God has for you and I, has for all his children. What a wonderful, wonderful promise. There is there for you. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not to thine own understanding, and he shall in all thy ways direct your paths. What a great way to live 2015 is for him directing. We sing a song, don't we? Standing on the promises. A lot of times we sing it sitting on the premises. But we sing it. But do we mean it? Or is it just words we mouth because we know it? Standing on the promises of God our Father. Do we? You know, sometimes I'm not standing on the promises. But I've been working on it. And one of the things, one of my five hopes for you in 2015 is you'll get a promise. And you'll cling to it. You'll decide to claim it and say it's yours. And you hang on to it. Because it's something that will never fail you, is God's word. You see, the question is, what promises of God are you claiming for this year? Have you even thought about it? Have you even considered a promise of God? When's the last time you thought about a promise of God? Something important, something we should do. Kind of different, me sitting here and you sitting there. Kind of like it. Something different. Truth is, we serve a covenant-keeping and promise-honoring God. You know what a covenant is? A covenant is not a contract. A contract has a beginning and ending date. A covenant has no ending date, has no expiration date. A covenant is something that's made between two individuals. And it's those promises that that they make and they hang on to it. And God will keep his word. Have you kept yours? Have I kept mine? Not always. I fail sometimes. But he's a great physician that heals us from all our failures. He encourages and forgives us and carries us on. Number four, I hope that you are encouraged and that you become an encourager in 2015. Can't do a lot. Not the smartest guy in the world. Not even like my mom said, you're not the sharpest knife in the drawer. But you know what? I can encourage. I can encourage you and you and you, and I can help you, and I want to encourage you. I want to see you. My hope for you is that you'll become an encourager in 2015, and you'll encourage others to do the same thing. You see, what does a believer in Christ have to be encouraged about? You're sitting here with problems, physical and spiritual hurt, you're sitting here with thinking of promises as you wanted. Some of you are sitting here thinking, I wish you'd hurry up so I can get out and eat. And <coughs> you're thinking of so many different things. But what is it that we have to be encouraged about? My goodness. You look back after last year or the year before and you think, Oh man, man, that that's some rough times. And I said, And Ed and I said, Well, we hope 2015 is better than two thousand thirteen or uh was or even two thousand fourteen. And then, as I said, in my prayer dawned on me, and I told her, "I said, but the great thing is, it's going to be the best 2015 we ever lived, yeah. you know, and no ifs and buts about it. So why not keep moving forward and going on for the Lord? But well, let me tell you, you have the fact that He'll never leave you or forsake you. Oh, there's times you're going to feel lonely, there's times you're going to feel all alone, there's times I've felt lonely and felt alone, but the promise." He'll never leave me or forsake me. The promise, he'll never leave you or forsake you. Even in sickness, even in those dark hours, even in the difficult times of life, even when we mess up, he don't ever leave us or forsake us. He's there. Oh, man, what a friend. That's kind of partner of Ron would like to have, I'd like to have on the police part, wouldn't he, Ron? Never leave you forsaken. He's right there all the time, buddy. And that's the kind of partner you got for life. You go and make, Jim, sign a contract with the bank and be a partner in this this purchase we're making. That's the kind of partner you want. He's going to pay on time. He's going to be there at his time. It's great. It's going to be wonderful. He will give you strength for your journey. You can be encouraged about that. I preached a message. I haven't preached it here in a while, but it's called, I titled it, The Journey's Too Great for Thee. And let me tell you, this journey is too great for you. This this journey's hard. This journey called life, (laughs) it's very, very difficult. But he'll never leave forsake thee, and he'll give you strength for the journey. He'll give you and equip you for what you need to do. Hey, that's great. What else do I got to be encouraged about? He'll provide for all your needs. Remember he telling you about Philippians 4.13? And my God shall supply all my needs. Philippians 3, something, and, and, and I can do all things through Christ. 14, I can do all things through Christ who strengthen me. There's some wonderful, wonderful things we can do. I'm glad you had time to sit down here with me today. I'm glad uh, we have opportunity to talk to one another on a one-on-one like this. I like it. The other thing is he'll come back to get you when it's time. Frank gave that praise earlier. Could be 2015. And I'm about ready. If you're getting a busload on now, Lord, let me know. I'll get on. But 2015, man, what a year. What if he don't or until he does? we got promises that we can live by and hang to and cling to. we got things that we can do for him, services to provide one another. We can encourage each other in the difficult times. And you know what? There's going to be difficult times because this is life. Life's difficult. Number five, I hope you begin to share your faith with others consistently. I've challenged you, and I'm going to keep challenging you, to win one soul for Christ. We were talking in Sunday school, and I, and I challenge it, just win one soul. It, it may not be getting them right here in church, but if you could, that'd be great. But let's say, think with me now, let's say that each person here today, Johnny, how many people we got today? 59? 69? 69, okay. Let's say, and normally we're right around 100 range, but let's say we got, 69, 70 people, 69 people. If all, if every one of us led one person, what would happen to our church? We'd what? We'd double, you're right. Boy, that was difficult, wasn't it? We'd double. Man, that'd be exciting. That'd be something to see. you talking about a revival. Whoo, buddy, if that doesn't wet, uh, light your fire, your wood's more than wet, you know. That, that's exciting. One of the best ways to get God to bless you is to win others to the Lord. God blesses faithfulness. God blesses obedience. God blesses us responding to His prompting. And one of the best ways to be blessed is to win somebody else to the Lord. I know for a fact. Am I right? We've seen it happen in our lives individually and collectively. It happens. Frank, has it happened? Thanks. Eleanor, does it happen? Does God bless you when you win? He blesses the church too. And that's one of the reasons God's blessing us as our missionaries are out. Uh, we're getting the word of God out. We're doing something that he's underlined. He said, take care of this and do it. We need to do it. Proverbs 11.30. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. I mean, it's strong. It's it's It produces. And he that winneth souls is what? Oh, let's try it again. And he that winneth souls is what? Why? Why? Thank you. I have a hearing problem. My hearing aids are. on. So that means, if I understand that right, that means that he that doesn't win souls is what? Stupid. That the opposite of being wise. I, I, I'm just giving you the Bible. I mean, it needs a voice. you did very good. <laughs> you see, my hope for you is that you get physical healing and spiritual healing for two thousand and fifteen. My hope for you is that you begin to share your faith consistently. My hope for you is you become an encourager, and you help others to become an encourager. And my hope for you is that you find a promise of God and you cling to it. Now, as we journey through 2015, we're going to hit potholes and and speed bumps and stuff spots and difficulties and be misunderstood from time to time. You know, I think one of the greatest things, John, Linda, you mind if I use you an example? Linda said, I don't care, use John all you want. One of the questions they asked—we they wanted to visit from the past. First, one of the first times I've had that in a long time, and Ed and I had the privilege and, to go visit with them. And they really wanted to know what the church was about. John and Dorothy had been inviting them and encouraging them, and uh, they said, "What I want to know is how do you keep it all together?" He said, "You got—if you're a non-denominational church, you got Baptists and Methodists and Lutherans and Catholics and." Uh, How do you keep it all together? And I thought about it, and I said, John, Linda, I don't. He does. I said, the only way we keep it together is give him the glory. We got problems, John, Linda. We got problems in our church. Now they joined. We got more problems. (laughs) (laughs) But we got, is that right, John? And we've talked since then, haven't we, and what? It's, that's the only way to do it, isn't it, brother? You know, agree all the time? No. But we agree on one thing, to give God the glory. And that's my responsibility and privilege to help lead and direct this church in the direction of giving God the glory. So as we journey together in 2015, I promise to commit to you, help you achieve and accomplish all God has for you by or in these ways. Here's how I promised to do it. Thought I was done, didn't you? <laughs> I promise, H. Helping you to find healing from your hurts, both physical and spiritual. I can't do it. But I can help you find the healing. I can pray with you. I can pray for you. I, I can help you. I just can't do it. And that's been a help to me. Realizing I can't fix it. I'm a type A fixer person that's country boy and ain't nothing too hard. Well, guess what? That's an impossibility. And that's God's responsibility. The other thing I promise by, oh, by offering you biblical guidance to help you to take ownership of your life and your future. You see, God says each one of us individually are responsible to him and responsible to this book and the directions in this book and the guidance that it says right wrong it gives us an opportunity to correct our lives and to reconcile one another that's a whole purpose the purpose of addressing a sin or a problem in someone's life is not to say see this see I've been blessed by a wonderful wife we've all always discuss our desires for spiritually, physically, whether we want to buy or purchase or or, or sell or whatever we want to do, what we think God's got for us, and we discuss it, we talk about it. But ultimately, it comes down to me. And men, ultimately, it comes down to you. You're responsible for your home. Ladies, you're responsible for how you follow. That's your responsibility. But I've been tremendously blessed because that young lady, has not one time ever said, I told you so. She's had plenty of opportunities. I gave her plenty of chances. But she stood by it. She's never said, I told you so. And you see, the Bible doesn't just say, I told you so, and I'm not going to, but I'm going to help you find biblical guidance and directions for your life and for your future that you can take ownership And in that, you can help take ownership for somebody else. And when we do help somebody or address a sin or problem, it's for reconciliation. It's to bring them back into the right standing of Jesus Christ. That's where they should be. That's where we want each and every one of us to be, to be serving God, to be with God the right way. That's the important thing. P, I'm going to help you achieve all God's got for you by promoting, prompting, and providing you with areas of service that will help you learn, claim, understand, trust, rely on God's promises. Every ministry that we have needs to be started by God, and God will send us the people to start it, and it needs to be based upon giving him the glory. We talk about the mission circle. They do the same thing. They decide, Lil, you put little... Your folks put little labels on from Galmy Church still, right? And you pray over it before you give a lap quilt or something. It's all about it. That's what it's for. That's the purpose of it. That's the importance everything that we do. The John and Romans, we pray uh, before you start usually or during a, a start. Or certainly I know you pray for lunch, you know. And uh, But I know we pray the word of God will go out. My goodness, if one soul got out, got saved out of the 6,600 plus we did yesterday, out of one soul it'd be worth it. But statistics say possibly one soul gets saved out of reading one book because seven people read one booklet of John and Romans. That's 6,600 souls that you are responsible for seeing go into the kingdom of heaven. We couldn't put that many people in this church. You think that drive through needs to be built? We'd have to drive. We'd have to put parking meters out there in the parking lot. We'd have a drive-in the, uh, theater or something. Right, give God a hand. Give yourselves a hand. That's, folks, that's what you did yesterday. That's what took place just yesterday in this church. You want to be an encourager and teach others to encourage? Think about what God did for you and I yesterday to use us in in the possibility of 6600 people saved. Chris, that's awesome. Man, that is tremendous. The Bible's not just a book that needs to be read, but it's a book that needs a voice and we get to be the voice. And anybody that misses out on it, I'm sorry. But we're gonna have ministries like Mission Circle and and, and, and the Crafty Pack Rites to, to, to help encourage somebody. We got people who don't come to church or any church that go to that. Uh, the John and Romans, the, the the missions music team, the missions team, all those things. But I promise you that I'm gonna help you over your healing of your hurt spiritual figures. I promise you that I'm gonna offer you guidance so you can take control of your life, ownership of your life and your future. And I promise you for the prompting and promoting and providing of of services and ministries. I'm not apologizing for it. You don't have to get involved in everything, but you can get involved in something. You can do it. Jim, you blessed my soul. I had no idea you were singing a special. That was you, wasn't it? I thought it was with my back turned. I thought, oh, man. And it just touched my heart. Thank you, sir. Thank you for being a friend so that you can claim and trust and understand God's promises. And the fifth thing, the E, is I promise and commit it to encouraging and equipping and listening you to share your faith with others. I'm going uh, to push. I'm going to encourage. I'm going to say we need to get out there and tell others about Jesus Christ. I promise you that I'll help you over your healing of physical and spiritual hurts. I promise you that I'll offer you biblical guidance, not this is what I think, because what I think and what you think is nothing more important. We're just of equal importance to God. And I promise to to, to promote and provide and prompt you into getting in some area of service that you can do in 2015. And I promise to encourage you and to uh, keep encouraging and equip you and, and enlist you. If you need something to make your ministry better, you let us know. We'll do the best we can to help you because 2015 can be the best year you ever had. It's up to you and I to begin taking ownership of our lives and our future today. Let's stand. Thank you for joining me up here today. Thank you for being here with every head bowed and every eyes closed. I thank you for taking time to sit down with me this morning. Listen, with every head bowed and every eyes closed, I want to ask you this. If you were to die today, are you 100% sure you'd go to heaven or do you have some doubt? And if you're 100% sure you'd go to heaven, I want you to raise your hand and signify to God that yeah, I am. Amen. If there's some doubt... I want to encourage you to talk to me or my wife or somebody in the church. Because that's the most important thing, is to get it settled and then get on with God. Get on for God. Gracious Heavenly Father, you saw the hands that were raised, the ones that couldn't, whether they didn't understand or I didn't make it clear. Lord, I thank you for impression upon me to, to do what we did this morning. Different, I know. Certainly don't want to take anything away from you, God. Away from your word. Because it's only you and your spirit that can change as we yield ourselves to your response. As we yield ourselves to your prompt. God, you're so good. To us here at GCBC, we thank you. We love you. And Lord, I ask you to give everybody present and those that listen to the CD, the very blessed 2015. In Jesus' name, amen. Once you join me at an altar, begin whatever you want to pray about. Maybe you want to take just one of those five things and say, this is what I'm going to work on. I'm going to work on healing over my hurts, physical and spiritual. I'm going to work over claiming God's promises. I'm going to work over over taking ownership of my life. I'm going to work over being an encourager, and I'm going to work over consistently sharing my faith with someone. Maybe there's something else that the Holy Spirit prompted you with, whatever. Hmm. Maybe, maybe the Holy Spirit said you need to be in a ministry, or you need to start one, whatever it is. I'm telling you, it's one of the greatest opportunities that we have before us is a fresh new year of accomplishing what God would have us do. If you need some help, I said equipping, that means I'll give you something. We'll, As a church, we'll give you something to help you grow spiritually. we got Sunday school classes. We've got uh, those things. Uh, my class will be finished, and then I'll take a short break and let you know when we're going to be starting it. If you're interested, let me know. and uh, We're glad to write your name down so I can let you know when we're going to start it. What a great opportunity to learn the basics, get an idea going in that class. Sunday school is a great chance. What a, what a good place to... To hear the voice, be the voice. Wow! What a uh, what what a great opportunity that's before us, and to get a lesson, get something on your lip. I don't know. Just be open to God, wife. Preacher, did you do what you did? Be open to God. I felt impressed by God to do something. And I visualized doing it this way. So if you got a problem with it, blame me. My wife had no idea. I usually don't get her permission anyway if I got hers. I do check with Nancy from time to time. <laughs> hey, listen to this. Here's a thought. What if we started a ministry, Voice of God? Or the voice. I don't know what could we do? I don't know. We certainly include our John and Romans. We certainly could include what? To be the voice. Man, I don't know. But maybe God's got something for you. Start whatever it is. But you know what? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sitting down with me this morning. It's different style, different way. Thank you for letting me be me. Thank you from Ed and I for letting us be us. But I can't think of a better group of 69 people I wanna enter 2015 with than you folks. It's great. we Will, let Joe close us in prayer and you all be safe. I think the roads are still good. Heavenly Father, we come to you again. Thank you for this time. We've had to be here to give you praise and glory. Heavenly Father, we just wish, Heavenly I hope that you would give us all the strength. Heavenly Father, I'll start uh, with 2015, Heavenly Father, lifting you up to each and every one we meet. Heavenly Father, that they know not only by our speech, but our walk, Heavenly Father. Because we know with the, our actions, uh, speak. words are not very much, Heavenly Father. We need to put some action and feet to our work, Heavenly Father. We just thank you, Heavenly Father, for each and every one here in this church. Heavenly Father, we thank you for being a part of it, Heavenly Father. We just ask now that you would go with each and every one, watch over them, keep them safe, Heavenly Father, until we meet again. We just thank you and praise your name, and we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen.